2: What? Whoa! If it's moving So let-
0: I'm doing the 200 CU podcast. Welcome everyone to the 200, 200 completely unnecessary podcast. 200 episode 200 alongside Plucky Ian Ferguson on Pat Contry. Thanks everyone for the past six and a half years, no, of of, <laughs> of following uh, alongside our wacky, a long time podcasting adventures on. On iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on Spotify, on Podbean, and of course, we love everyone on YouTube. When did we start this? Summer 2013? Yes,
1: because MAGFest 2014 was the first convention I did. Wow, that's a long time That's ago. where
0: Ian stepped out into the world. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> he tiptoed into the, the YouTuber world. The hearts and point. minds
1: <laughs> of many.
0: You know, it was funny that things come full circle, kind of. A little bit. Uh, the first podcast we we talked about the, the 2ds, and we and we spoke about uh, Ben Affleck being cast. That's right, as Batman six and a half years ago. Holy crap! And he managed to do two, two movies before getting the hell out. If you don't count Suicide Squad, and Affleck was trending today this morning because he said release the Snyder Cut uh, just this this morning. So he's all in favor of that. Hey, but he's not Batman anymore already. Robert Pattinson is. So it's a lot of things happen in six and a half years. A lot yeah. Of, Lots of ins, lots of outs. But thank you for, for sticking along with us through, through the tough times and, the, and, the, and mostly good times. The thick and thin. You know, my career is supposed to be over about three times by now, and it's, it's going fine. Ian, doesn't you consider yourself having a career? No. This is, <laughs> Eden, to Ian, this is still just a fun thing to do, I guess. It's a fun thing to do. Fun thing to do, and you, you collect a check, I guess. Um, real quick, before we get into some of the topic rundown. Uh oh whatever we'll top around there we're we'll talking about Animal Crossing Direct we're we'll talking about Animal Crossing Direct Xbox Series X specs Tiger re-releasing new LCD handhelds or someone using the Tiger moniker GameStop morale being low and more see you podcast memories Patreon poll uh real quick we got at at uh we got the not for resale Blu-ray available at you go to gamestoremovie.com for that it's going to be uh at PAX East screening 8 p.m. this Friday at the Bobcat Theater. Wow! And that's the 28th of February. It's also going to be at GDC, screening uh, 1.30 in the afternoon, March 16th. And Midwest Gaming Classic, April 3rd, 4th, and 5th. I'm not sure what day it's going to be screening, but I'll be there. And I'll be at PAX East. You can come around and see me. I'll have this and some some books. We also have the limited... Way to go. T-shirt available as well at UltimateNintendo.com and um pins we got oh pins. we got the enamels as well we, we got, got enamel, enamel pins, pins. We, we got lots of wares uh going on there so any thoughts before we dive into the animal Crossing direct about about the six and a half years of a podcast no no i i mean did you think me no me me bothering you at luna video games at voltaire and then on newport would we'll lead to a podcast we we'll would be doing for almost seven years no i did not It was basically me and you did a virtual podcast every week. I was coming, we would shoot the shit for like an hour. It's like, oh, this can be a podcast. Why not? No, I'm sure
1: uh, memories will come flooding back to me once we start reminiscing later on in the episode. With the CU
0: Podcast Memories hashtag. With with the Memories hashtag. And I even opened up to Facebook, to those wacky people on Facebook. Why not? And so we'll go through some of those. So, uh, Ian, you love Animal Crossing. I
1: do. I love it. And I did not really pay attention to the direct because I didn't want to know too much about what was coming uh, down the pipeline, um, because uh, this is like the one game I'm looking forward to very, very much this year, and they're changing a lot of things. Um, But a lot of it looks, I mean, from what I've seen, the stuff that I did see, the stuff that I've talked to Vani about, um, looks very cool. Uh, And... More than any other entry in the series, um, this one is going to let people really fine tune, craft, and shape um, the island. And previous entries in the game, you know, a lot of that was predetermined, and there wasn't a whole lot you could change.
0: If so you, you did got it. if you got your house and your furniture, that was it,
1: right? And, and I mean, there there was always things that you could do or change, but it was it was minimal compared to what this one is going to be offering. Um. But yeah, no, I will have it on launch day. I don't know that there's anything else coming out this year that I will make sure I have the day it comes out. So but I will have that.
0: So let me get this straight: the, the series that you love, you skipped watching the direct. Yet Pat watched all thirty minutes of it in mm-hmm. preparation for the podcast. Yeah,
1: I don't, I okay. don't often watch the directs for things that all I'm right. like really, really interested in.
0: Okay, as someone with zero experience with Animal Crossing, um, I thought the presentation was was funny. It was great with you know, obviously people made the the. Firefest comparisons with Tom Nook, you know, as Ja Rule and things like that. <laughs> so it's funny as hell. I, I, I like the fact that, you know, there's, there's, you know, as someone with little experience, that there's like a, you know, the world building in Animal Crossing came across even in, in, in the Nintendo Direct. Um, I like the fact that uh, you got your smartphone, Animal Crossing technology, I guess now you got your smartphone with apps and you can access things. Um, what I'm trying to remember off the top of my head without looking at this article, I like the fact that you could like you know quick teleport back to your your home yes. from where you are on the islands. So you don't have to walk. I mean, I don't know how long it takes to walk across these islands and what have you. Um, I don't know how huge they are. I'm, I'm guessing at least ten minutes it would take.
1: Villages to in old in, in in the older entries could be you know quite large if you wanted to like see every every area in sure. the map.
0: You know, but being that this is an island, you can explore more. Maybe you said, "I don't okay, I don't want to waste twenty minutes walking back." So you have that option, because you don't have those stupid e-scooters on the street on, on your island that you want to tip over time you see them. Um, there's also, you could like um, make 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 outfits, right? I saw that. Yep. You've been able to do that since the first one. That's always fun. Oh, you can? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you learn how to sew and, and to embroider and everything. And do you your... can
1: make your own clothing patterns and things like that.
0: Uh, there's a party system for up to four uh, people in your group. Um, could, you lead them around. I think is how it works. You can all, you can all, and then you can. Sw- I don't know what I'm just telling you what like got from the director. You know, I have no. I, this is what I'm just telling. You. So you can lead them around, but then you can switch off the leader as well. And, and so you're basically forced to go where the leader goes to do stuff. So it's interesting.
1: Um, there's also so. ways to just
0: run around in each other's worlds without being sure. Yeah, but if you want, to, but you want to have meetups with right. with your friends to do like, okay, today we're going to do our adventure. I don't know. We're going to go fishing. We're going to go learn how to make make a new uh new bench or something that uh you can expand your your house you start with the tent you get you get your firefest tent at first and then you can get a house and then you can expand the house with i guess a loan through Tom Nook i guess or what what have you or you collect well what what are, what's the currency in this game uh bells what, the bells I was going to say acorns for a second but bells okay um you can get you, you get your own resources you chop wood you 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 dig for stuff or you hit rocks and get things fossils fossils there's little there's little adventures you can go on to other islands which i thought was interesting you can do excursions that's like so sort of like you're really on vacation yep and and, and so it's interesting it, it seemed very um oh and you could um you could go sim city like and uh you can uh redo the terrain
1: Yes, that, that was that's that's a big thing that's like one of, that's uh. what i was kind of referring to is you know you in previous uh, entries, it was, you know, you make do with what you have and you you, you create your village around it. In this one, you can go get we right should. down to the, yeah, you can terraform that land if you want to, basically. And, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm I feel like, sure. honestly, uh, I personally feel like it's a little too much control uh, for my liking. Um, but, it, I, I mean, it's, I'm still excited for the game
0: because the you island, don't
1: have to do that if you don't want to. Can
0: you just like say I want a new island and it's randomized?
1: No. Well, no, you you get one island and that's it. You just get
0: one. Yeah. So then I guess if you want to, you know, But I saw the in the direct literally uh building up terrain, making a waterfall, and uh, then you can learn how to make bridges later, which is obviously that's great if you want to get somewhere. But terraforming it, to me is interesting. Uh so if if you terraform in your island and and I can if I'm, I'm not sharing that with you, right? I, I can visit and see what you terraformed. Yeah, you can visit and see my island. I can see how you ruined the lovely ecosystem on your island. Yes, okay. yes. And if uh, everyone's playing
1: on the same island, like if I, if Vani and I were to play on the same island. Um, you know what I did would affect the island that she's living on as well because it's the same island.
0: And you shouldn't be able to terraform without permission. I think there should be a, a, a city council on the island. You come in and you vote. Hey, is, Ian wants to create a new waterfall on his property. Does he have permission? It's like well, you need a permit for that. This 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 can go horribly wrong. We're gonna have like politicking in Animal Crossing. I think. Yeah. You, what if you come over and just ruin my front yard? Well, like what, <laughs> what recourse do I have at that point? Like is, is there is there Animal Crossing? Uh, Firefest police that come after after you at that point. Anyway, I think it's funny that you can do that. Um, connections to Pocket Camp if you have the uh, if you have the, the the mobile app as well. Free updates um, and I guess this is something that's common. I did I didn't realize to the extent uh, I'm, I, in prior Animal Crossing games they all they all keep track of time correct so there's seasons yes. So in this one though, they're even doing stuff like the on the direct. They said something like, "Oh, if, when you sign up, you can check out the blossoms coming in on the, on the trees right at the start." So that's pretty, pretty neat. It gives you an incentive to go back and play throughout the year. You see how everything changes. Yeah, that, that's that's Animal Crossing
1: that's... in a nutshell. Uh, the uh, types of fish that you catch during various seasons changes. The types of bugs you can catch change. Um, animal crossing is really designed from the ground up to keep you playing for at least a year and most people play for a lot longer than that do you eat the fish no at least not in the previous uh, versions i'm not sure if this one added cooking um you catch the fish and you either sell them for money or you donate them to the museum and you can collect all the fish in the museum same thing with fossils same things with works of art that you find same things with the bugs you can find works of art
0: Mm -hmm. or there'd be works of art in an island though i wonder
1: um, you can buy them from the shop. The okay. shop changes up daily, uh, and I think some of them you could even find buried, but I could be wrong about that. Is there
0: is there like um inner? Well, now it's an island, but inner village competition to get different items between the players that share the environment usually it's like oh I want that rare item I'm gonna go after it oh yeah I mean
1: collecting is yeah Animal Crossing I mean there is no real end goal in Animal Crossing it's It's whatever you decide is your end goal so you know getting harder to find items or getting all the
0: items in a set that
1: you want to decorate that's a big part of it huh
0: okay this is intriguing to me this is intriguing I still think I still think I would like Harvest Moon a little bit better than this but this is at least it'll be fun to you know sort of just Animal Jump.
1: Crossing is far more relaxing.
0: Is it far more relaxing? Yes, because you don't have to worry about your food and keep, keep. You don't have to do shit if you don't want to. Don't want, I mean, you worry about I mean, feeding the pigs
1: and well, the cows. No, that's a, that's a lie. People will say Animal Crossing that's can horrible. be stressful because if you don't keep up on your relationships with your uh, with with your uh, town members, um, they can get sad. Uh, also, if you don't rearrange every once in a while, um, you can your house can get infested by cockroaches. And weeds will grow all over your land if you too. don't
0: rearrange it. So cleaning is out the question. I have to like throw my couch. You have around. to move stuff every once in a while. Yeah, sounds more stressful than I thought. You can't be a loner. You can't. You can't just be on your own. Your, your neighbors get mad at you, and then they they go to the city council, and they might move out. out. They might move out, and new ones will move in. that sounds horrible. The more I <laughs> it sounds like real life pressure. Got to be nice to people when you don't want to. Well, this is in real oh, time. Man. Oh God! Let me let me just play my play my little Animal Crossing video game system. Can you buy a video game system for the tent?
1: No, in the original Animal Crossing, you could get NESs and you could believe decorate your house with them, and it would play a a ROM of an original NES game. Oh man! But they haven't done that. They haven't done that since since I think just the first version did that actually, because by the time the Wii version came out, they realized they could sell you. Yes, the virtual we'll, console. Well, we
0: sell you the same money asking for five bucks. Yep. Right? We ain't gonna give you the you know a crappy version of Donkey Kong for free. We're, we're gonna do that. All right. Well, that's that's all I had to say. I, I thought it was interesting uh, there, and uh, that's gonna obviously gonna be a big release in in uh, was about a month's time there. Um, Ian, are, are you mad at our pal Ninja? I'm always mad at Ninja. Uh, Every time he opens uh, his fucking mouth, it's, it's worse. It's it's what's interesting about about Ninja, is that. Um, it seems like, you know, obviously he 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 blew up in the past only a couple of years. Uh, Drake helped him a lot. I didn't know who he was before the Drake thing happened when he played with him on the stream. Played, and obviously Fortnite helped. He gets signed by, you know, he he's on commercials. He does the New Year's thing where no one wanted to do the dance with him, um, the Fortnite dance. He he. I, I keep going back to the fact that he was, for some reason, on the NFL 100th anniversary commercial. It boggles my mind why they would feel the need to get him on the commercial. But the more you hear him talk, the more disappointed. How can kickers miss? Yeah, they're going, how can you miss a a, a kick? That's easy. Uh, anyway, and, but it, it seems like the more he talks, the more it's like, wow, this is someone just not prepared for the amount of fame they have. And maybe sh- shouldn't be the person to have that much influence over younger people. Yeah, in I don't. Position. I
1: don't feel like he's the best spokesperson for uh, streaming in general, and I think that's what the he's streaming kind of, life. And I feel like whatever. that's kind of what he's he's de facto become. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on a, on, a, on a negative topic, but or, or sounding. Well, what mean. did he do? But he called out casual gaming. Well, he, he said, uh, "Yeah, he essentially called out casual gaming." Um, I'm trying to find the exact quote here. Um. His exact quote was the phrase, it's just a game is such a weak mindset. You are okay with what happened. Losing imperfection of a craft. When you stop getting angry after losing, you've lost twice. There's always something to learn and always
0: room for improvement. Never settle. Almost sounds like a meme. By the way, that was a tweet after he said it live, something worse, which we'll talk about in a right. second.
1: Right. So, yeah, it does. It sounds like it it, it it reads like a parody. He's crossed over into, I mean, he he sounds like a parody of himself. And other people who take gaming way too seriously i get it he makes money off of this he does need to you know take it somewhat seriously it's it it, it's a a breadwinner for him but um and and i saw some people but even the people who defended him defended him lightly that no one came to his full well the people who came to his full defense sounded like idiots as well but um (laughs) um there's there's a message in here that I think some people th- think he was trying to get across which is you know it's okay to you know not want to give up it's okay to you know basically learn through defeat but that he's he's ad- he's telling people that it's okay to be angry after
0: it's he's conflating he's conflating maybe being d- either disappointed or just going through or just learning from or just learning uh, from defeat, f- f- defeat versus being angry and those are entirely different things.
1: Yeah, he sounds um, like the type of guy who punches his fucking drywall and puts holes in it. I've uh, done that in high
0: school once. But uh, that, that's what he, he sounds let, let, like. Let me break back to this, is that um, in any sort of competitive sport or game, what have you, which he try to make the comparison to, which we'll get to in a second, you're always you're never going to win 100% of the time. You'll be lucky to win half the time. This goes back to anyone who played Little League or you know you, you, you played basketball as a kid. I, I did track. I was thick but quick in track in, in seventh grade. In eighth grade and got destroyed. And yes, you you can be disappointed if you lose. Uh whenever I lost in Little League and we got mad, especially when we were young, the coaches said there's no reason to be mad as long as you, you know, you you tried, you put your heart into it, and, and you know, don't be angry. Why why are you angry? Yeah. The outcome is, is 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 you know not predetermined and someone else is it's a competition. It's natural to lose. It, right. There's no reason you have to rage about losing at anything. As long as you said, hey, I did my best. I put my heart into it. And I, I, you know, I tried. So it's a horrible message to send to kids and his audience's kids. And also, um, it, it it enables potentially younger people to think it's okay to when I lose at a video game that has zero real life consequences, that it's okay for me to yell at someone i'm playing against or or like you said rage and and you know f- you know uh, slam your keyboard that's not a positive message that someone that's a role model to a lot of people should be engaging with at all right at all um and and not to make uh, you know light of other things he said uh but he he said that if you think it's okay to say it's just a game he said that's lazy and you're and you're horrible for for thinking that. And it's like, no, we're well balanced individuals. We don't have to think that because you lost in a Fortnite game, where where everyone loses in Fortnite except for like what the one person out of the hundred or what have you that you should be raging against it. You know? Right. Um. That's not why a lot of people play video games. You play video games to relax or to have fun or be entertained, not to feel right. worse. Not everyone does it as a business. It's Yes. but even if but if there are yeah, streamers though that do it as a business that don't have that attitude probably because you don't have to be unless you're competing for money as like a you know a professional uh, gamer you don't have to like winning doesn't have to be the goal and even I bet you some of those guys aren't so upset about it that I'm sure they're disappointed they're like ah
1: fuck, ah one of my favorite responses was from Cloakzy, a, uh a I don't know a, a streamer uh, the the the, uh, his 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 Twitter profile is I stream and make YouTube videos I guess he has 1.1 million followers. I guess. He has 1.1 million followers. His response to uh, Ninja was, everyone taking this the wrong way is soft and would cry themselves to sleep if they heard a Modern Warfare 2 voice chat lobby back in 2010. You didn't fucking serve in Beirut together, guys, okay? (laughs) It was a fucking voice chat lobby. Just because you heard some racial slurs doesn't mean you fucking, oh my god, it's like Uh, like anything, anything to feel tough. Anything to think you're fucking special. It's
0: ridiculous. Ian, if you were back in those AOL chat rooms in 97. Holy
1: shit! Oh my god! I read stuff like that, and I want to fucking shit myself. Like it's just <laughs> so embarrassing. Well, how, you get... how do you say something like that and actually hit send and think that you came across is cool or awesome? <laughs> Ooh, you fucking cry yourself to sleep if you're in a Modern Warfare 2 voice chat lobby. Cool, <laughs> you are a racist fifteen-year-old. Is that like what I'm supposed to or hear? Or
0: experience racism from a fifteen-year-old? Holy shit! And, that, and that's how you earn your stripes, I guess, back then. Oh, my God. He said, imagine telling uh, Ninja said, imagine this is him yelling on his stream, I guess, after someone reported that he might have just got sniped by someone or killed uh, in the game. He said, imagine telling LeBron James or Tom Brady when they're losing. It's just a game. Um, LeBron James, when you see him after a game when they lose, he's not throwing chairs. He's not, you know, there's no tantrum. It, it's part of the experience of being in a competition is that you know you're going to lose. Yeah. Even when you're the, one of the best players on the planet, you will lose. And that's a horrible comparison to make. And yeah, you can say, well, those guys are paid millions of dollars, so it's easier on them. Either way, they're competitive by nature to get to that point in their careers to be the best in their sport. Um, but they're not raging. I, it's rare to see a someone, an athlete, lose and they're absolutely foaming at the mouth and be like, ah, 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 ah. Deontay Wilder got his ass kicked by Tyson Fury uh, in the, one of the biggest heavyweight fights of the past 20 years. He wasn't raging after he lost. He was disappointed and upset, but he was like, ah, 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 and he got punched in the face repeatedly, and he wasn't raging when he lost. So if he's not raging, you shouldn't rage because it's a video game. That, that's that's about all I'm going to say about this. I, I And there's, there was a topic on the show we, we never really went into. We always kept talking about, you know, you know I guess people that are influencers or, or get fame too early and they don't know how to handle it or, or what have you. And, and this is one of those examples or him or like PewDiePie where you got these young guys um, that, that get thrust into these number one positions and they just don't know what their influence is, is on people. And a lot of times right. it takes a lot of bad mistakes in order to learn that, like what happened with PewDiePie, multiple bad mistakes. Where it goes, hey, oh, I, I have an effect on people, what I say and what I like. I should watch it, you know. And it sounds like uh, good old T- uh, Tyler Blevins has to learn that lesson at some point as well. And hopefully he does. He's still young enough, but holy shit. Sorry, that's all I'm going to say about that. Anything else? no i think it's time to segue into the oh, yeah. well well, thanks this is the intro everyone else remember this is an audio podcast you can listen to as well, we'll
1: this is the 200th intro now we're getting into the 200th <laughs> podcast uh, the xbox series x specs news update Gah. the xbox series x is uh, they, they, uh, it, it's coming it's coming folks <laughs> You want it? It's coming. You, you want can buy it? it. You're gonna get it. At McDonald's you'll buy. Today. Yeah, you'll buy it on Friday. I'm loving it uh, on Friday this fall. You'll buy it in the <laughs> fall. Okay. Do you want it? the hardware will boast 12 t flops of GPU power. Teraflops. Uh, based on an AMD Zen 2 and RDNA 2 architecture, uh, it will have SSD storage, 120 FPS support, uh, hardware-based DirectX ray tracing. All of this means nothing to me because I'm an idiot when it comes to technology. <laughs> However, what I can talk about are the quick resume features and okay. Microsoft's new smart delivery. Smart Th- that, delivery. That, that was the biggest take. That smart you, you can explain. Delivery. What, Ian, what is, what, is the, what is the smart delivery? Well, quick resume is something that I would like to touch on because I find that to be nice. It's a nice thing. Um, quick resume... So basically, most systems now, you can sleep your system yeah, um, and, uh, you know, turn it back on and it'll be where you left off. Um, some systems like the PlayStation 4, and I know uh, the Xbox One does this to a certain degree. I just, I'm not super familiar with it because I didn't own an Xbox this generation. Um, you can, like, uh, you can fire up Netflix while a game is also running so you can't you don't have to shut the game down all the way so if you're in the middle of say an rpg you can back out to the menu load up netflix watch a movie back out and then go back to what you were doing so what this is going to do is this is going to have the ability to have multiple games running in the background essentially like uh, like like apps on a phone and you can resume resume multiple games so that's actually fairly interesting um I don't know that I play enough that I would ever make use of it, but there have been that's... a few times where I, I feel like that 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 would be nice. Um, that a way you don't... times
0: to me, it sounds like almost when you, you when you have your your Chrome browser open and you end up with thirty tabs that you never go back well, to. Well, and almost. that yeah, that's exactly essentially what this will be. <laughs> it, it'll be tabs for your
1: games and, um, you know. It, sometimes it's nice to be able to just switch between what you're doing without having to go through the intro and all that stuff over again. Um, they're also doing smart delivery. Smart delivery reads like it's going to be there, uh, like some version of, of cross-buy, pl- uh, cross cross-play, um, which Sony did uh, between the PS3, the Vita, the PS4, certain games supported it. Basically, if you buy a game... um that features the smart delivery, you'll be able to play it on uh, whatever hardware is best suited to play it. So uh, if you buy a game for the Xbox One um, and then later on they do a version for the Xbox Series X, I got that right, um, you'll be able to play it on that. So basically... And it's announced it for Halo Infinite. A um, new smart delivery is essentially cross by letting you purchase... A, this is from the GameSpot article. Essentially letting you purchase... <laughs> A game once and played on whatever's the best hardware. Microsoft says that developers and publishers will be able to choose to use that feature on games that release first on Xbox One and then later come to Xbox yeah. Series X. So some third party company, uh, third party companies. Um, I can't remember exactly what ones. I think, like, Call of Duty, though, did. Ghosts. Uh, did something similar on their, of their own uh, between generations last time, where if you bought a game for, like, say, the Xbox 360, you could upgrade and buy an Xbox One copy of it for very cheaply. Um, so it seems like, basically, this is just going to become a feature that they're going to try to put into uh, many games. Um, and then Microsoft... Uh, Continued,
0: but this is but this is great news because, you know, this this might nudge people that will say, okay, I can just play Halo on my Xbox One, but it might look a lot better once I get that Series X. So it's a good marketing ploy to do that as well, knowing that they don't have to buy it a second time, a different version. Yes,
1: I, I do appreciate the concessions that are being shown to between generations. Because uh, to, to me, to, this to, is just... To a... people who play games between generations. Because, yes, a lot of times you might not want... You, you may be getting that Xbox. You may be looking to get that Xbox Series X maybe six months after launch, but you want to play Halo right away. Again, to me, you're going to get this, the the system anyways. That way, you can at least play the game on it when, when when you get the the more powerful system. That way, you can buy something like Halo Infinite when it launches. But if you're not getting that the Xbox Series X until Christmas, you you don't have to buy a second
0: copy. Well, let's stop. This is the same thing as computer software. Yeah, how it was like I can I don't need a new computer to play whatever my warcraft 2 ties at darters but if i get a a beefed up computer maybe it'll the the frame rate will be better maybe the graphics card make it look you know that's a bad example i'm more like a first person shooter where it's like okay i can play it on the uh, medium but if i buy the the new uh, gpu uh i can you know do it on high res
1: that's exactly what this is yeah you're you're buying the game once and just reinstalling it on your upgraded hardware and reaping the benefits yes so, it's nice to see consoles doing this. I still think the overall issue Microsoft is going to face this uh, this season is the lack of... Um, oh, Ferguson, exclusives? think it. Think the word, exclusives. Yes, that's the word. That was the word. <laughs> Bird is the word. Uh, yeah, uh, the, th- that's going to hurt them. But, uh, yes, they are... This, this is
0: at least... I feel like this is you know a a friendly thing to do. Let's go back to two things real quick. Well, you you brought up the ray tracing. I did Um, support 8K gaming and frame frame rates up to 120 FPS in games. Remember, folks, unless you have the monitor TV that could sustain or support those resolutions and frame rates, there's a lot of TVs that do 120. There's even ones that do 240, but anything above 120, most humans can't tell the difference at that point. Very few can don't i'm gonna tell you right now don't go out and buy an 8k tv 4k you'll be fine. 4K will be fine don't don't go out and buy a, a brand new tv every three years uh to support 8k gaming 4k is fine i'm finally thinking about getting a 4k tv you're, you're okay with and you have a big uh, big screen i like that tv so like uh, 8k is a scam like l- l- enough they're gonna go 16k afterwards so that if it blows up to 1,000 feet in front of my eye, I can see the difference? Because that's what you're looking at. Once you go from 4K, remember, 4K's resolution is uh, like 4 times 1080p, right? Yeah, because it's 1080 to 4K. So 8K's double that, so that would be, let's see, double pat math. What is that? Double pat math. Double the pat math of 4 and double, 8 times of 1080p, 8 times the resolution. Of your most people that still have a 1080p... Did you really just
1: say 4K is 4 times 1080p and then struggle for a second over whether or not 8K would be 8 times
0: 1080p? I, I, I struggled. I struggled. I'm just to let you know that they're going to be pushing 8K when 4K is more than enough. I don't even have a 4K TV yet, and watching movies is fine on a 1080p. I'm not old man Pat saying that. Like, 1080p is fine for a lot of people... Uh, if you want to say, okay, well, get, go 120 uh, 120 uh, refresh rate, 120 frames, cool. Get the 4K TV for 500 bucks. Don't spend three grand on the 8K TV, whatever the frick they cost out there. It's, it's that's, that's not, but at this point, though, that's all they have left. They can't say, oh, 4K, because the last console was 4K. They got to say 8K. I get it. I get it. Why am I getting so angry about this? I don't know. I have no idea. There's, like, no one that owns an 8K TV out there. but I'm getting... I mean, that's why. I'm getting angry about it. Someone is listening to this right now, and they're, like, they're fucking fired up. They want to hit you. They're like, oh, I... Oh, I got I, that 8K TV on the way from Best Buy, buddy. Yeah. I'm going to be enjoying Halo Infinite in 8K whenever that version of the game comes out. Let me just tell, say this about Teraflops. Mm-hmm. I understand we have to, you know, have have some sort of dumbed-down way to, to translate computing power. And like you know how many how many instructions the console slash computer can do, I I think it's so weird that though I don't remember a past console where there was an easy way to say well this console does the this many teraflops or or a, a humdinger of of a, of a way like it, that never happened that the best we got before was like blast processing on the Genesis you know like this where to say well we can do something with inside our computer or console that the other competitor can't. Unless the teraflops are actually utilized by the games, it, it doesn't really matter how powerful your system is. If the games don't utilize it to its full potential, it's marketing speak. Sure. I'm just saying that because the PS... They're gonna, you're going to have everyone say, well, the Xbox Series X does 12 teraflops. The PS5 is only going to do 10 or whatever, only 11. You know what I mean? Like You're going to see that when... For most of the time, it's not going to matter at all? Right. Does that make sense? Am I tr- getting that across? I think so. I think you're getting it across. The terror flops. I'm, I'm thinking of a dinosaur that just likes to just flop on the ground. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm done for the day. Anyway. I don't know why I got so fired up about 8K. I don't, I don't know why I did. I, I, I just see them trying to push TVs that people don't need when 4K is more than sufficient. For for your needs, I mean, the world is all about pushing things we
1: don't. Well, yeah, need. That's, they, they that's try to the push world. the
0: three D TVs ten years ago, and like thirteen people bought it, and it died out, you know. So, but four there's a, yeah, four K is a thing, eight K, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's what's going on here. Uh, anything else to add here? Nah. Oh, we talked about we 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 didn't uh, speak about backwards compatibility that much. They didn't reveal it on here though, but there is going to be some backwards compatibility, correct? Yeah, on this. Yeah, That'll of course. Be, they already uh, said that. They did. They said that ages ago. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it'll be like for games they want, not everything across the board. No. Right? No. No. What, no. No, that I'm right. No. Or no I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, what the fuck's going on no. right now on this topic? I don't know. We're moving on. It's We're hundreds. moving on. It's time to retire this, after the 200th, I guess. Moving on. Uh. All right, Ian. <laughs> Jesus. You know. You know we love our handheld electronic games. Or LCD games. I've got 200 in the garage. Uh, most I bought from uh, from Charles at uh, PRGE over the years. I was actually just uh, looking one up. There's one that I would like to
1: guy, buy, buy at some point. Uh, the Hayankyo Alien handheld. So Tigers...
0: I think I might have that one. Tigers retro LCD handheld games are coming back. Yep. Uh, this is uh, unfortunate. S- starting with Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic 3. X Men, Transformers, and The Little Mermaid, and this is from uh, Hasbro has the rights to Tiger Electronics stuff, so they're going to launch these four to start, and they're going to cost fourteen ninety nine each. Hasbro says each game is inspired by the original version from the nineties. From what I saw, comparing to the old ones, they look exactly the same for the most part. Yeah, the Sonic Three looks uh, exactly the same. Little Mermaid looked the same. Same control scheme. Um, yep. I'm guessing they're not reinventing the wheel I'm guessing the games are exactly the same as well I don't see why they wouldn't be
1: Yeah I don't think we're going to get any like fine tuning You we're can't not remaster get any... a Tiger LCD game yeah, We're not going to
0: get any DLC <laughs> you, you still have your your off Your sound button, your pause, your on And the little little uh, pencil thing For the for the reset, for the for the battery thing there To reset everything um, uh, Design and technology were created With the original ga- game unit in mind of course Okay Um this is what I'm going to say Ian kind of gave away what what he his thoughts. Be very careful what you wish for when it comes to nostalgia. Yes. There's a reason why these handhelds were left in, 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 into the uh, I want to say the obscure dustbins of 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 gaming history. Not a video game but gaming history. Well, th- uh, there there is. Yeah, uh,
1: but it, it I mean portable gaming got got cheap uh, cheap enough to leave these behind
0: these things sold like hotcakes back when they yes because they were the they were the new hotness in 87 88 when they came out they were like the most advanced handheld you know one-offs we'd seen um you want to say well game and watch were but i mean these were advanced back you know 32 years ago what have you and there were some ones that were pretty good you know i had ninja gaiden I double dragon. Ooh, double I, dragon is bad, bad, bad. I enjoy. Bad, I remember enjoying it. Bad. Ninja Gaiden was better though. I will give you that. Ninja Gaiden, uh, Ninja Gaiden uh.
1: and uh, Batman both played exactly the same, and that was, was one Batman. of the only
0: ones I remember actually being decent. So this is why young plucky Pat had these because they were cheap. They were like 50, fifteen bucks, maybe twenty bucks uh, back then. Uh, they were maybe maybe some were, maybe like the maybe like the, the 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 regular like baseball and football, which I had football. Maybe they were ten dollars. I forget, but they, but they were cheap. And the Game Boy was like 90 bucks when it came out. And then all the games were like 20 to 30 bucks. You know, so my parents weren't putting down that money, even though long-term it would've been better just to buy me a Game Boy, because the replayability factor on a Game Boy game is a hell of a lot more than on a freaking Tiger LCD handheld. And I loved, loved them back in the day. I, I owned like six or seven of them. But they're, they're so limited in what you can get out of them. They're good for five to 10 minutes. But when you get really good at a game like I did with Ninja Guide, and they go on for fricking uh, for a while, I don't know if, if you can beat some of these. I think some of you can beat uh, there, like like Double Dragon had different like um, levels, like worlds, and levels. But the way the game gets harder is just by increasing the speed on you uh, and how little time you have to react to hit things or move. That's all these games can provide you. So, will there be some people that clamor to buy an updated version of these? Maybe will they soon discover that what was I thinking buying this I was that's the angle I'm going for I see this being nice if oh I want to get a sonic handheld but I don't see people actually wanting to, to sit down and actually play these for more than like two minutes so my thoughts on them are um,
1: they're they're obviously riding the wave of nostalgia um, this article on the verge talks about how uh, in 2017, Bandai Namco brought back the Tamagotchi. They also brought back the Digimon. Um, I have a Digimon. uh, There was a Digimon re-release this year uh, that Bandai Namco did. Um, They used the same LCD graphics. Not all LCD games are bad. There are actually some very good ones. Um, The Tamagotchi is still fun and cute for what it is, using that old technology. Sure. It it, it stands on its own as its own thing. Um, It was never you know it's called a virtual pet so yes you could say it's a replacement for a pet it's not these but they're not a uh, you know they're not a band-aid for something else these tiger handhelds at the time they came out were a band-aid uh over you know uh, over the wound of wanting a game boy um or before game boy existed well what what i'm getting at this is where i'm trying to go though um game and watch games I feel like a lot of them are actually quite fun. There's a lot of good game and watch games um, that I could pick up and play. Multi screen ones. I can play. I, not even the multi screen ones. I mean, there are some cool. The but, Zelda one was cool. But they're but they're more advanced than even these. A lot of them are. Oh, fire's not. Fire's not more advanced. Uh, there's a but the parachute devil, octopus. Uh, what I'm getting at is, okay. let me talk. Jesus. <laughs> what I'm getting at is they were fun and they 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 didn't try to do more than they should have attempted by the time these licensed ones came out which are the ones that they are in my opinion stupidly trying to re-release because licenses are always popular at this point they tried to do way more with the technology than they should have which led to them trying to do normal video game things in them that just didn't work they 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 were grossly um overestimating their ability to actually make a real video game like a a platformer an action platformer there was street fighter ones there was mortal Kombat ones they tried to be too complex this would be cool to me if they were doing re-releases of say
0: the original football or baseball, or pinball, or or kung or, fu, or wrestling,
1: um, or the uh, yeah, skeet shooting. The first run of them, yeah. The that first were, run d- of non-branded.
0: them. That
1: those actually have. Th- there's something fun to. There's fun to be had in picking those up and playing for a few minutes. If they were to re-release the game and watches, those are really good ways to kill time. Um, you can do fun things with this technology, but. The X-Men game, trying to do these license games where they just took every single license that was out there and tried to make an LCD game out of it. Yeah, people are going to buy these and they will play them once and put them down and never pick them back up.
0: Okay, what what I was trying to uh, impart without interrupting you, Ian, was that the LCD Tiger games came out at a moment when there wasn't handheld gaming that we know of today. So you can say, yeah, the game and Watchers were around. They were dying out by the late '80s. The, I I did not know more than maybe my cousin and my and my asshole friend Kevin would would let me play his that had a game and watch. Right. Nintendo was sort of like, okay, we got this real real video game market we're going to focus on. We're going to shift those away. So by the late '80s, they were they were cycling out of those uh, pretty quickly. But even before that. The multi-screen games, stuff like the Donkey Kong hockey games or boxing ones with different controllers, right. offered you a hell of a lot more than a Tiger LCD game could offer you. Sure. A hell, hell- of a lot more uh, versatile exp- experience. And they were more money. I don't remember what they cost back in the day, but they weren't 15 bucks. They might have been 30 or $40 dollars for those handhelds. They weren't the cheapy, like, Radio Shack handhelds. The two-player uh, but- L.A.D. baseball was always fun, too. I think I played that one. The same thing with the little circular guys that come out. No, the the you've, I, it wasn't a Nintendo one.
1: Oh. One where you can pitch on one side and bat on the. Oh other yeah, side. they always it's had just the red LED lights. They were
0: lights. like they, they, oh, they, uh, they even had two player like the the stadium shaped mm-hmm. uh, Tiger ones. Yeah, Tiger put out a lot of products. They probably uh, um they they had um afterburner with with a, with a little cockpit. Yep. and an outrun one, I believe. They I remember. I think it was outrun. They had a racing one. Um, they had a machine gun one, remember? It was like a machine gun holder. Oh, yeah, that yeah, made yeah. That. So they tried, but again, there's only so much far you can go with, with your limited little LCD screen. When everything's pre-printed out, basically what you can do in your game. Right. On your screen. You know. So I don't think this is going to get far. I, I think that, to your point, yeah, if they came out with a $10 baseball one with t- literally two buttons running, you know, that was before they even do defense on them. You <laughs> know, and run, just, yeah. run and hit you could sell some of those because like if you go into like the little mom and pop toy shops they do have the, the old you know non non Coleco brand but they have the old LED baseball and football and they sell those for like 10 bucks I'm sure some people pick them up the football still sells and I'll still
1: play it yeah but, it, my my whole point is more complex is not better and they are
0: re-releasing games from the worst era of LCD gaming because, because by this point we're talking like mid, uh, early to mid 90s the charm had worn off yes from like six years prior you know the classics we'll just say so all right so um we'll see if they do more after this um i remember the little mermaid is one you find often That one, they must have sold though i mean I've, i think i have two of them that I, i've come across because i remember that that was one of the ones that had the up and down arrows on it i believe yeah so yeah they didn't lo- show a picture of that one oh. in the um
1: in the article that one did have a different case i believe then let me look on ebay there tiger. was t- there was a run of Tiger handhelds the uh, I mostly like the Disney ones like I had a Rescuers Down Under one they had a different case that looked
0: I don't know I would say kiddier uh, more um, like there's there's these there's these borders on the side these blue bumper yes, borders that, okay, yeah right now yeah exactly. Um, these don't go for that much amount of money, too. Uh, some of these, some of them go for a lot. I remember when I had to buy a Ninja Gaiden one again. For some reason, that one was going for a decent amount. I remember the Mega Man's costing more because people like Mega Man. But a lot of these, like like you can, no one's bidding on it for twelve dollars to get a Little Mermaid right now, because um, no one thinks about these games anymore. It's such a small moment in time and, and certain demographic of like kids that had these because because like I said, if I had a Game Boy, I wouldn't ask for the Tiger LCDs. I would just have Game Boy games. Yes, yeah. I wouldn't have bothered. Yeah, Plus one, these are clunky.
1: Once and, you graduate from from the Tiger LCDs, you don't often go back. Yeah, this was like
0: uh, I wasn't I wasn't you know lower class growing up, but like my parents thought so because I, so I I had like four or five of these, and I never had a Game Boy uh, with that. My dream was to get a Turbo Express though, because that seemed so cool. But that was like three hundred freaking dollars at the time or two fifty.
1: And you're so. right, clunky is a good word to describe them. They they are big and clunky when you compare them even to other L C D games like the cheapy ones that Radio Shack would the, sell the, the or Radio the Game Shacks and Watches. Tiny. They were cards. You could actually yeah. fit those in your pocket. Um, I think this comes from the like the eighties and nineties era of bigger is better. You know, they wanted it to seem like there was more going on there, but there 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 wasn't. There was no more going on to these than there was, you know, your your basic Radio Shack game.
0: Yeah. Uh, hey, I love my highway game. So anyway, all right, well, well, I guess we'll see what happens when these come out. Uh, oh, Do we say that these are going to be... Um, Will these going to be exclusive anywhere? Uh, I don't think they're exclusive, can, but, but they're pre order pre order GameStop. GameStop. Okay, there
1: you go. Which leads us to our next topic. Uh, if GameStop is even going to be around much longer. I feel like we've been saying that for years, though, and they keep finding ways to stick around. Um, GameStop's morale is low. Polygon uh, did interviews with... Um, I think they said 12 to 15 uh, different um, managers uh, and employees uh, over email and phone um, about what it's like working in the store. And this is actually something I had been thinking about myself. Uh, As GameStop, you know, kind of continues to fall apart, um, are they going to go back to that um, model of, you know... uh, trying to force sell stuff all the time and unfortunately it looks like that is absolutely the case um gamestop store managers and retail sales staff say the company is taking increasingly desperate measures to shore up sales as the video game retail sh- sh- chain struggles with massive loss of revenue caused mainly by broad consumer shift to digital purchases um uh, I think they'll close a thousand stores this year, said one former store manager with many years retail experience. They have to cut costs. The games retail market is dying. Another manager said, my store is well known for solid sales performance, but customer traffic has dipped significantly in the past two years. And I think this is where they start to get desperate. Um, GameStop uh, in a, I believe it was in an investor call um, said that, you know, this is you know, they're, they're trying to sell this Again, as a cyclical downturn, uh, dip in sales, you know, as one that happens at the end of every generation as a new generation is coming. But the employees have stated that they, um, they don't think that that, that the, the top brass actually believes that. And what is really happening is simply there is less of a need for a place like GameStop. More and more people have gone to digital, and that is going to cut your sales down. Drastically, Even if a person only does 50% of their buying now digital or 25% of their buying now digital and the other 75% they only do through GameStop, that's still a 25% downturn. Sure. And I, I know even a lot of hardcore, you know, we've got to have physical only copies. In private, a lot of these people, you know, they will. Uh, For certain games, there's a sale, or they just don't want to leave the house that day, or there's a convenience, or it's one that they don't think is going to be worth something in the future. Why not just fucking buy it digitally and have it delivered directly to your hard drive? Or buy it offline! Or buy it on Amazon, get delivered the next day. Yep. Because it's not just the fact that You don't need to get up and leave the house anymore. You can either have it delivered directly to your door or you can have it downloaded onto your hard drive. So even people who want physical have less of a reason to get up and and go to GameStop, especially
0: now if they're going to start trying to force sell
1: things. People are going to steer clear of it. Uh,
0: This was a, let's see, there was a shopping at GameStop is miserable article from January 15th on on Polygon. GameStop's biggest problem may be its own stores. And this one gets back to what you want to call the customer experience. So even if I want to go to a store, I'd prefer that, buying a physical. If there's a location where I think I want to get hassled or get jerked around or just not have a, a, a sleek experience, I'm not going to bother. So this was a script that they wrote on this article about you know what the experience is like walking to a GameStop. Uh, do you have a copy of the new Assassin's Creed game? Did you pre-order? No, but if you want to make sure we have a copy of the game, you need to make sure to put $5 down a pre-order, which guarantees you, okay, but you have a copy of the game. Do you have anything you'd like to trade in toward the cost of the game? I still don't know if you have it. Would you be interested in a pre-owned copy? So obviously that could be exaggerated, but that's pretty much what they're trained to tell you to, to, like, to walk through steps because, you know, they make their money on pre-owned and used. They want to find out if you have stuff to trade in and do you want a pre-owned game. That's how they make their money. But if I, if I just want a new copy of the game, just sell me the, just sell me the damn game. Right. I, I see it right there. You're Don't not ask me making questions. any money. Just make the money you can make. Sell me the new copy I see right there. Don't ask me if I want a pre-owned copy. S- take my money. It's here for you.
1: Um, an assistant manager says, Things have changed drastically. Our district manager is pushing tech trades like iPhones and tablets as well as pre-order reservations. No one cares about the games or the customer's mirrors anymore. It's obnoxious. So this is actually... Uh, the last time I was in a GameStop, I think, was before Christmas... Vonnie and i were it was when we were grabbing dark souls for you and um i went up there and the the lady who works there is nice and she knows that i i don't you know want any of that stuff but they've got to do it and she starts asking me about my uh phone and asking if i have any phones to trade in what and i was like huh because i remember there had been a time where gamestop did that like a few uh, like a few years ago they were doing like iphone trade ins yeah. samsung you know ipad trade ins but i thought it had all fallen to the wayside i thought they stopped doing it well apparently they're doing it again i don't know if they ever actually stopped but what i have noticed is there is a from the last couple times i was in there there were a couple of years there where going to gamestop wasn't a miserably hellish experience at least not as bad as it used to be i was People were asking me if there was anything I wanted to reserve. There wasn't. That's fine. But no one's trying to sell me a card, you know. No one's trying to sell me a discount card. People weren't pushing stuff as heavily as they used to. And then the past few times I've gone in, I've I've, I've seen this. I've I've been asked about funds. I've been asked about trade ins, and it's like, no, I just want to buy the game that I'm here to buy and then leave. Um, and you know, this is this is definitely at odds with the whole, um. You know, they wanted to be seen as a uh, a place for gaming culture. You know, there was a few of those uh, GameStops that got redesigned and had, like, the, you know, the PlayStations put in. Mm-hmm. I, I should probably think of a different name. Stations for playing, game stations. Game you station, know, gaming stations. Right. Kiosks, you know, and, and tables for gaming and stuff like that. Um, but no one's going to go to those if they think they're going to be harassed constantly about buying shit. Sure. You know, so what are you trying to do, GameStop? Do you do you want to do the hard sell tactics and, and chase them all away? Or do you want to try to do this remodel thing and make it a fun place for people to go and hang out? Um unfortunately, like they've said in this article, like I mentioned earlier, there really isn't a way out for GameStop.
0: No. They either try to squeeze squeeze whatever profits they have left by pushing, like, oh, do you pre own? Do you want trading stuff? Or they just die quicker I mean there's really there's no like I said, there's no way out uh, in this article this one manager says they're, think they're gonna close a thousand stores uh this year and they have that oh, was a 5500 left roughly something like that um that might be low after whatever remember we're, we're about we're gonna get uh 2019 uh, rev results uh probably by end of March yeah it's gonna be a bloodbath I think
1: yeah, it's not going to be good. This isn't um, the last time you're going to hear about GameStop this month
0: from us. I'm sure. Over next month, yeah, it's it's going to it's going to be bad. Originally, they, they came out and said last year, oh, we're going to close a few hundred, and I think I said we said the time that's the minimum. Like it's going to be a lot more than that. Yeah, they already they already targeted the 300. And they're going to close after the holiday season, but now they're going to look at their books and be like, oh, this is horrible. We got to close up a lot, and closing 20 percent. What was it a thousand pat may have to be like 18 17 something like that they they might close a hell of a lot more i'm not saying they're gonna close half of them right away but this is this is going to be the 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 start of a of a, 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 a just a downward slide stocks at all-time lows just about um there's no confidence in it there's no there's no way out they just had the circle of life crap we talked about last year and you know to push.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of what I was saying. For like a year or two, there was like, uh, they didn't really do the circle of life shit. After like the, I think, especially after it gained some traction in 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 the news, um, you know, they laid off of it. But now apparently, this sort of thing is coming back full force, and it it, it, it it's part of a larger trend that I I mean, I kind of get. Uh, I was reading the other day that Sears recently had someone buy them again to try to like really, really toss them another freaking lifeline. What Sears. what is like, sit down with these people. What is actually your end goal? You 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 haven't lost these customers entirely because of business practices. Partially, yes. But you've lost a lot of your customer base because technology advances. We can do our shopping from home. So why are you pulling the Band-Aid off so slowly? It just hurts more.
0: So also, Sears has no branding besides, hey, we've been around for over 120 years, whatever, come to our stores. like That doesn't work. In right. 2020. So, I, I mean, uh, I,
1: I realize that, you know, uh, you know the, the, the people at the very top want to squeeze every last dollar out of it they can before they shut it down. But realistically, what do the, I, I, wa- I want to know what these people are thinking. What do they realistically think is going to happen? Uh, they're talking about how um, if you don't hit the sales goals, you know, that they've laid out, um, you know, managers, store managers get written up. And if there's three write-ups, you get fired. That's horseshit. You can't, I and mean, what do you want them to do? Go outside and spin signs and crawl people in. <laughs> I mean, you, you, the yeah, cu- your not- customer base just isn't there. It's not going to increase morale. It's not going to increase customer satisfaction with the ones that do go to your store because they're going to leave. They're going to be pissed off and go, this is bullshit. And they're not yeah. going to go back. Um, you are, you are, you are, Killing off the last of the business by going back to these tactics. I thought that maybe they had something going with the let's make this a gaming space. I didn't think it was going to save them. But if a company is going to go out, at least go out not harassing your fucking customers because there's nothing you can do.
0: Well, yeah, but that that was just a pilot program. What was it? A handful of stores would have you and they can't do that everywhere anyway. Oh, I know. But, but the only way I can see this guy working out I mean, this would almost have to be you know, going to bankruptcy, you know, unfortunately, almost like the Toys R Us thing, someone buys it and, and just rebrands and relaunches it as maybe you do like only 20 stores, but they're all entirely different. Like it can't, it can't compete in the digital marketplace or with Amazon or with Walmart or with Target and places like that. You can't compete having a business model that's 20 years old. You just can't do it. This, this was the, the most horrifying thing I saw out of this article here. Let's see what well, I just missed it. Um, what was it about getting information from customers? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. they. Where the they, hell was that? It, that I, uh, Traffic down. There was something like they needed to get at least the inf- personal information of 10 customers a day. Did you see that in this article? No. So what, what, what I what saw was,
1: was um, they need to do the read like 50 times a week about uh, phones and stuff like that. Hope uh, Leading oh, to five transactions is what they're hoping for.
0: This is what I saw in the article. Another store manager said that employees are required to collect contact information from 10 customers per day, Jeez. info that is later used to pitch various services. At least when you went to Radio Shack, they wanted your whole, whole whole address when you bought batteries. You know, back then they couldn't email you. You know, 20, you know, 25 years ago, now they can just email you and send you shit that you don't want. There's 19 GameStops in a 20-mile
1: radius around here. 19? 19. When there probably should be, like, what, five or six... I don't think there was ever truly a time where we needed 19 Game Stops in a 20 mile radius, but you certainly don't now. And that's after they closed some, and that's a few, a yeah, a few, few years ago. And that's one of their biggest problems. We've said it, we've talked about it before, but after the buyouts, they just they were everywhere. You ended up having two, sometimes three Game Stops in the same mall. We used to have a Game Stop on Midway Drive, and then three blocks down at the corner of Rosecrans in Midway. I, I mean, it's ridiculous, and that is one of the bigger problems. It's not that there is no place for a physical game store there is lots of people like to go out and buy stuff you need something like that but you don't need 19 of them you're bleeding money well the other issue is siphon
0: that business into five in 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 the san diego area this is a larger business point which i won't get into i like talking about business things obviously but when they bought up electronic boutique slash eb games Mm -hmm. when they bought up software etc you not only eliminated those stores you eliminated the experience. There was a certain experience, different experience going to those different stores versus a GameStop slash in And when you when you homogenize it, you, you turn off people because the ones that got bought out, there was a software, et cetera, in my mall. There was uh, an awesome electronic boutique that was in um, back in Jersey that I remember buying all the PC games at. It's like, okay, great, you bought them out. So now that you're a GameStop, okay, you, you, you won't sell computer games anymore now? But I used to go to that store to buy computer games. Right. And to browse there. And they even had import games. Now that's gone too? Like you couldn't figure out a way to keep the brands somewhat relevant? You know, like what they were before transfer over. So that you're just now totally turning me off. You know, and I'm probably leaving out what they bought. Did they, they also buy Babbage's? Uh they, mm. they buy Egghead? They didn't buy Egghead, but they bought Babbage's, I believe. Yes, I believe so. Or, or one of those. But the, the point is, this is that those chains all had a different experience and a reason why you went to them when i walked into a software etc i i liked the setup and i knew like okay you're going to have your uh your little computer here to demo stuff and you have this stuff but when you have one co- giant entity taking over and wiping all that out there's no reason to, for those whatever you said oh there's 20 here not all those 20s were GameStops originally they're probably something else that they yeah. t- changed into there's no reason for them to exist anymore you know what I mean? It's it's like when Starbucks buys out, you know, uh, the competition on the same street. You open up two Starbucks. You, you, you get a, Great. You bought them out. You, don't only, you still only need only the one Starbucks because now the enti- that entity's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. J- you know, Joe's... Uh, Joe's... C- C- Cup of Joe's uh, coffee place. Cup of Joe's. I'm not going to go there now because it's a Starbucks in the same physical location. I missed Cup of Joe's before. I'm thinking of Mocha Joe's on Curb Your Enthusiasm, which was funny. Season premiere. Anyway. Yeah, that's that's horrifying. You're gonna write up a store manager because I didn't get enough personal information from customers. You know that just want to buy, you know, a a freaking video game. Yeah, it's gross. All right, so we'll we'll see. We'll come back and probably it'll probably be early April uh, when we have the 2019 uh, financials to go over, and it's not going to be pretty. You know, it's not going to be pretty. Do you experience
1: stress? Have anxiety? Chronic pain? you have trouble sleeping at least once a week? You're not alone. Many of us do. I do. Uh, I personally have a really tough time falling asleep and uh, staying asleep. I I oftentimes wake up
0: in the middle of the night. Sometimes my my
1: mind starts racing before I go to bed. It's tough. I was looking for anything that would help, and then I discovered Feels. Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. The nice thing about Feels is it's a tincture. It's not a gummy bear. It's not an edible. It's a liquid that you drop under your tongue, and it... uh, it, it activates, it, it kicks in very quickly that way. Usually, you know, five, ten minutes, maybe half an hour. Uh, Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Um, and if you're new to CBD, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help you guide your personal experience. CBD may not be for everyone, but Feels can really help you determine whether it is and where you should start. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high. There's no hangover. There's no addiction. You won't feel feels in the morning. Feels isn't going to affect your ability to, um, you know, go about your daily activities. It doesn't get you high. It just helps you take care of the anxiety, pain, stress, whatever is
0: bothering you. Sure, you just got to figure out what sort of dosage works for you and, and the effects. A little bit trial and error here and there. What I like about, about feels is that there's a QR code on the package you get, you know, exactly... Uh, what's in the batch of CBD oil? Exactly what it's composed of for that for that batch. So there's no secrets about what's what's inside uh, the CBD that you get. Uh, feels has me feeling my best every day and can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels. slash cu podcast and you'll get fifty percent off your first order with free shipping. That's f e a l s. dot com slash cu podcast to become a member and get fifty percent off. Ian, uh, real quick, this was a, an announcement that came from uh, Limited Run, uh, who are are on the heels of their uh, Lucasfilm, LucasArts, uh, Star Wars game releases that came out, uh, was it the fall? Uh, Dark Forces, uh, th- things like that. Um, they're now releasing, they uh, uh, also have the Game Boy games, NES, uh, Star Wars, and Back You now have, I believe this is the first time. Um, I'm a little excited about this. You have official re-releases of Sega CD games coming back. Actual s- physical CDs of Sega CD right. that you can put in your Sega CD player. They're coming out with uh, a game that's dear to my heart, Rebel Assault, and the game that's dear to your heart, Monkey Island. Um, so th- this is, uh, this is to me, interesting just because, and of course, they're going to have their limited collector's editions and things like that that you can get if you don't want the regular version. Uh, Here, But what's interesting is that the the Sega CD is a console that, you know, it's sort of been, uh, I don't want to say lost in that sort of 16-bit era in terms of people being nostalgic for it. Because not many people had a Sega CD compared to a Genesis, obviously. Right. But it's like, how many people want to to dig out their Sega uh, CD and play it? But what people, I guess, have to remind you is that, remember, for those first generation of, of CD consoles, there wasn't copper protection to worry about. Uh, for 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 Sega CD, and there wasn't for um, Turbo CD slash PZ Engine CD because because the the burners were so prohibitively expensive uh, back in the late uh, '80s, early '90s that it would it wouldn't make any sense to do it anyway uh, back then. So uh, I, I I like to see this idea. I wonder. Uh, obviously, if you get the limited uh, collector's edition, it's more of a, a keepsake than something you're actually going to play. But it just but this opens the door. I think. To potentially even other Sega CD releases outside the Lucasfilm, you know, library. I, I just, I just hope we, we see more of this happen because there are people that may want to buy a, a three hundred dollars Sega CD game that would rather buy a fifty dollars or sixty dollars version that someone re-releases. And maybe, yeah, and maybe this kicks the door open. You have all those working designs games. You know, you have Snatcher. You know, famously in the Sega CD, it goes for what six hundred dollars. Maybe there's maybe this opens the door to that in the future, right? And that, and that's the hope. Um it's
1: also nice looking at these these were both also pc games originally the collector's editions um look to mimic that uh what i see them saying is that they come in a rigid style box a rigid box um so uh limited run has done big box uh releases before i have one of them um silver case suda 51 silver case uh which got a PC release in a big box, but it's just a it's it's not a big box like I think PC gamers think of. It's a you know a, it's a soft a soft box. It's a flimsier box. It opens on one end like a like and you sli- and you slide it out. These I have a feeling are going to be the. I can hear the sound of pulling the top off of one in my head too. I think these are going to be the classic like big box style boxes. Big box PC boxes like like yeah the 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 hard, the cardboard. hard cardboard not um, and I think that's. That's that's a neat way to do it's, these collectors editions.
0: I uh, I don't have the graphic for Monkey Island in front of me, but it's seventy five bucks for the limited, uh, collectors edition. Uh, Rebel Assault. Uh, let's see, playable on your retro console. I wonder if they didn't get the permission to say Sega CD because because when you look at the 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 the, the case. Has the same color scheme as Sega CD, but you don't see Sega anywhere on it. Right. But it's obviously Sega CD. It says limited run instead of Sega CD, and they have the they have the little Sega seal, which I guarantee you doesn't say Sega. If you blow it up, it says something else, probably a limited run sure. or something. So, um, it probably would have been nice to get Sega's AOK, but they don't have to, and they probably would have wanted want money to license even the you know the Sega CD you know brand on there. Right. So you're not going to get that, and it comes with a long box manual. There you go. You get those those oversized manuals that are, are lovely. Uh, there, let's see. You get the game. You get a, a, a premium book style rigid box on the collector's one, like you said, with foil stamp, uh, individually numbered manual art cards, a poster. You get a coin, and you get a you get an enamel pin. Now, on the regular one, obviously you're not gonna you wouldn't be uh, getting that for the regular one. So I'm guessing the regular one is probably gonna be. Where's the price on the regular one? We don't know that. Okay, they come up for uh, sale on the 28th. While well, I'm gonna be. At Pax East, so I will not be able to get one if I want a Rebel Assault one. Would it be worth checking out the Monkey Island one. I, 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 they're um,
1: I'm interested, but they are doing a PC release later this year, and that's
0: you'd rather uh, do that one. That's, that's the one that's what I'd rather do. It. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, Rebel Assault is a game that w- is not better or worse. Well. Sega CD resolution is as good, but uh, the Rebel Assault resolution was good to begin with on the PC. No. It was pretty bad. It was. It, I mean, it's just a fun game. It's on rails. It's, it's a fun game uh, there. Um, and this goes back to, people forget that, remember uh, uh, was it two years ago when Leonard Run produced the replacement Sega CD long cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they knew this was coming years later, but it, it makes them the perfect people to, you know, to obviously put these out. What do you think? You think that they do like a, if they somehow got the rights to like do Snatcher again, that would sell pretty well? Oh, it would sell it would sell insanely well. Even if most people didn't have a Sega C D, they would just get it as like a keepsake? I think they
1: would get it just in case they ever ended up with a Sega C D.
0: Just in case we ever get that um well, you know, you got you got the you know, Poly trying to put out their uh you know, you'd be able to play it on that, something like that. Even if you don't get an old one. Right. You, you know, there's we're figuring that out. As I did see as on aside, side, Polymega's uh, doing beta uh, testing. Ooh. It looks like so that's that's finally on the horizon there. So all right, well we'll uh, check it out. Uh, Monkey Island you got you got Rebel Assault there uh, I guess uh, the Star Wars chess was in Lucasfilm on uh that was a software two I believe uh... I was gonna say I would they get one of those for shits and giggles but that game you can probably get for like $7 on eBay yeah probably <laughs> so that one doesn't count here alright uh, moving on there alright Ian sir we're gonna be talking about the a sealed oh. auction that ended For a first print first print Mega Man on the NES it went for 73 bids, it went for $41,100 Jesus H it went for, this is on the heels of the uh, $75,000 WADA graded Mega Man auction that we spoke about I believe a month ago or so so it didn't reach $75,000 but it's still forty-one thousand. So obviously, these big numbers are going to come up more and more now that WADA uh, and Heritage have inserted themselves into this game before. You know, a game that could have cost a sealed Mega Man, you know, maybe cost you know a, 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 a two grand or whatever at most uh, two years ago is now going for forty thousand dollars. would even maybe two grand might be, might be generous. Um, you're going to have people that find these that have them in you know I talked about Ian yesterday I have a sealed game that. I, I oh maybe I can I, I should get it graded in this market what's interesting though is that it didn't get close to the $75,000 uh, heritage auction and you can say well that's because that one was graded people knew what was for sure and, and plus there's a there's a special bonus value that you put on stuff that comes to auction versus uh, that's not graded on here that's right. still that's still a ton of money $35,000 in between it um, and you can say, well, maybe this one doesn't get the, you know a 9.2 or what have you. It only gets an 8.4. It's like I, I, there's not going to be so many of these out there that people are, are going to care as much. Um, but what's more interesting is that you know, when you look at the, um, the bidders, there's only maybe at most a dozen different bidders going for this Mega Man out there, which always brings me back to the point that... It's a small audience. It's a small world after all when it comes to the number of people that are in this game.
1: Yeah. Um, and I yeah, I think that's 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 proven there. It's 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 not when there's not that many people in the audience, eventually the money to be made dries up and people are left holding the hot potato. They're holding the
0: bag. And then what do you do with it? So I can guarantee you that whoever won this auction is gonna go they're gonna do the ex- the ex- expedient uh, water grade to, to get it back in a week or two and it'll be on heritage auctions in, in like a month from now or two months to try to see what they can get maybe they say they probably are thinking wow, well it, it's worth 75,000 right because like i just saw one sell so they're going to hope to put it up and get more than 75,000 right or or even or closer to Or it, even yeah. underneath they'll still make whatever 20,000 profit if it sells for 60 that's a quick uh, $20,000 that's that's a, a and i'm not saying that can't happen but there's a fallacy to that thought that's just because one sold for a lot of money before that this one's gonna sell for the same amount or close to it. It's a fallacy. Um So we'll see. But this is gonna happen more and more until that bubble just, you know, grows and grows there. You know. Because what happens what if uh we always say this about we say about same events because we still know there's six pristine ungraded statement events out there, like good old Timmy Atwood has. What happens then with other collectors see this happen? And they're sitting on their sealed Mega Mans. Uh, And is it to be more than two or three? And they come up for auction. Are you going to guarantee that each one will be worth more money or less money after that point? Because, again, this is a small pool of people that are now um, buying and selling uh, between each other for tens of thousands of dollars. Tens of thousands of dollars, Ian. For games that are materially the same as they're out of the cellophane, they're they're worth, you know, 0.2% of the value. You know, you, well, what is a? If I go on eBay and find a first print, if you even want a first print Mega Man version, mine's not a first print. I checked after all this. Uh, my box one is not. It's I after checked all this hullabaloo. Hull- I did all the hullabaloo by Bally. Um, was it hullabaloo by Bally? Did they do Ballyhoo. That? It was Bally Hullabaloo Ballyhoo. who? Um, I did check just for the hell of it, the, and then I did check you know um, the Mike Tyson because that's the one I and I checked my Red Racer and I didn't have. Those three big ones as, as as a first print, but I do have a Castlevania first print, Now I'm starting to see that go for hundreds and hundreds of dollars, complete in box. And it's like, why? Like they they sold a decent amount of those anyway. So a Mega Man first print. I'm just trying to make a point here about the value that you put on the sealed. Someone's trying to get five grand for a pretty good condition complete in box one because I see this happening uh, for the Mega Man on the on the NES. Um, let's see what what they sold for recently completed versus that uh, $5,000 one, one beat up went for $166 and that's only because they want to get a first print now versus getting a better condition one but we'll just put the, we'll just take this for example this $5,000 first print if if you are truly and that didn't sell did it sell for no if you and wow it's, it's actually eh, it's like a it's 8 out of 10 if I was truly interested in, in this being you know oh I want to get the first print version would I be satiated spending 5000 versus 40000 probably but to me, the, the market's so inflated anyway that that five thousand dollars game, you know, you'll it, be hard to, I think, to find a buyer for that. Yes, I think it's going to be difficult at that point. Maybe, maybe you bring it to a convention, and you, you know, maybe a thousand bucks for it. You try to convince someone, oh, it's the first print. See, There's, it says Doctor Wright instead of Doctor Wiley. and uh, most game collectors be like, who cares? Like me, I'll just buy that one for a hundred dollars or one hundred fifty dollars, and I'll be okay. So, all right, that's, that's all I want to say about this. that that, that was a somewhat shocking to see that happen, because usually that'd be like, oh, it's a stadium event for $40,000. Not, not a Mega, not a Mega Man. Man. Not a Mega Man. That's a hell of a lot easier to find in any form. A cart, even though it's an uncommon game, it's, it's not dirt common, you know, you can still find it. Uh, there. So, <sighs> we've got a scumbag seller. A scumbag seller
1: of the week? Week. 200th, uh, 200th episode version? So uh, the scumbag seller this week, is the uh, the, the product, is the uh, Zenhase 3D Arcade Video Games Console uh, by Zenhase. You can find this on Amazon. This one is uh, linked to us on Amazon.co.uk. Yeah, it's a UK one. You can't buy it in the US. It's a Pandora game box with arcade stick and buttons. So what? what Pandora's boxes are not un- uncommon. They are... Sometimes uh, when you open them. Uh, the fates—is that what it is? The fates fly out.
0: Oh, but the demons of the world. Whatever they
1: closed, hope in there. Hope stayed in the box. Um, Pandora's box—they're not. Uh, they're not like—they're not unheard of. Basically, it's—it's a bunch of arcade ROMs, usually with two joysticks. You hook it up to the TV. Um, they are—it's like the older brother of of a RetroPie? Sort of. Yeah, these are things that we would have. You know that we would have featured on you know uh, early scumbag sellers of the week, but these things are so common now that they wouldn't normally come up. Um, This one is particularly egregious, though, because this one—it's an arcade—it's a dual arcade setup. Dual arcade setup, which which a lot of them are, Uh but this one uses the Capcom mold from the uh, Capcom home arcade home arcade that we covered on, excuse me, the podcast. Uh, months ago. Um, it doesn't say Capcom on it. No, it has some blue lightning on it. It
0: has some sweet blue lightning I'm going to put on my, on my on my Toyota Celica.
1: But the outline uh, is incredibly clearly it's, the Capcom home there's arcade. The, there, there's the C. You can see there's the, the C. Other
0: C. There's the O. Oh, there's the M. It's the same exact mold that they took from the Capcom Home arcade. And I have
1: to wonder why. I, I I'm just wondering if they they were able to you know get a hold of the plant in China that it, was pressing it, these that had the mold and get these you know at a cut rate cheaper because there is a there is a fairly typical mold for the two joystick Pandora's box setup. Oh, there is. If you scroll down, okay. you can see. Oh, there's it. a bunch of them. You can see them down there. They're all over the place. Um, and these rectangular. Are, yeah, rectangular. So. It's not like a case didn't exist for this. I can only imagine that they were shopping around for cases and they are like, we've got these Capcom ones for super, super cheap. If you want them, you just got to throw your own graphics on top. So, here we are. The Zenhase 3D Arcade Video Game System in the Capcom box. What's beautiful about uh, this and uh, the more i look at it the the more fun i have with it um, <laughs> okay. the uh Two, the 2706 no, 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 games no no no, no 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 see that's oh. what i'm getting at though uh, the listing the what? link is for 3003 games model oh so that's an ar- bad however graphic. however the picture says it's 2706 games okay the 3,003 games model is 149 pounds. However, there is an option here that we can click on for a 2,609 games model that is actually more expensive at $179.98. Uh, wait, wait, hold on a second. 178, but, eight, 100, 180 pounds. So, but all three of the numbers are different. The advertising picture is for a 2,706 games model. That's the picture that's advertising a 3,003 games model but there is a 2609 games model, but that is still not the same as the picture.
0: So yes. Wait a minute. I was trying to think sometimes different versions are sold by different sellers. No, this is the same seller. This is Zenhase. Yes. So the 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 the, the one that has nearly 400 less games is 30 pounds more. Pat me That's like 40 bucks about, right? Yes. That doesn't make any sense. No.
1: Nope. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to have it cost more because the amount of time and effort it takes well, no, to throw way. an extra 30 games but, on there—it's nothing. But, but, but don't yes, charge me more for 400 or less games.
0: games unless they're different layouts. But I don't see a list to... you see a link to uh, the game list? No. Is there a website? I'll just say this, Ian. The cojones of using the Capcom <laughs> Arcade molds. When you don't have to, like you said, because it's not like that mold is going to be more comfortable to me than we talked about that time, how th- it might be less comfortable than a standard board because you had those little ins and outs on there. You know, it, 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 it um, outlines the letters of Capcom uh, there. Um, I just think it's interesting that this is allowed. I, I get tweets at me and in, in, in emails all the time about how there's stuff on Facebook Marketplace, on Amazon, Sometimes Amazon recommends some of these items yeah. that have pirated games on them. Um, this is this is a bold new world, and obviously this has blown up a lot the past. You want to say three years? Before that, it wasn't as much as it is now. Now it's for everyone doing it. You know, here, um, yeah, excellent and beautiful design. It's a beautiful design. You didn't come up with the design, but it, <laughs> I mean, you put the lightning on it, the, the cheap ass lightning. But um, you know, thank Capcom for the design there. Uh, anyway. I, you, I, oh, it, oh, you can, and it comes with a backpack? <laughs> is that a backpack? What is that little guy at the end there that it comes with? No, what is that little thing with the stand in the picture in the bottom right? What is that? Uh, let me pull
1: that. What the hell out. is that?
0: It looks like a CB radio. I'm pulling it back up. What is this? What the hell is that? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I saw that picture too. I have no idea what that is. It, it looks like a CB radio. Maybe that's what the bonus is. i thankful I didn't cut off the recording by doing that. I'm moving my laptop there. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Well that's a, that's interesting. I figured we wanted a scumbag so the week for the two hundredth anniversary. Yep. Two hundredth anniversary, two hundredth episode. It's not two hundred Two hundredth yeah, yeah episode. We'll, we'll be doing this in in two thousand uh two hundred and twelve <laughs> we'll still be going and uh, doing this. Anything else to add here? No. Okay. The cojones of the scumbag seller of the week. All right, Ian, we have a Patreon poll topic. We do. see dot Yes! <laughs> Some things never change in the 200s. I haven't done
1: that You've in... done that in about
0: 20 weeks, I'll say, like three, four months. You haven't done that.
1: <sighs> Patreon.com slash CU Podcast. That wasn't even planned. That was that. that worked
0: out well.
2: <laughs>
0: I and mean, what do you get at, at, at CU Podcast.com slash Patreon? <laughs> you get writings, you get hangouts, you get uh, the
1: full video podcast, you get uh, joy Laughter and happiness. Uh, all for a few measly dollars a month.
0: For You almost sound like you wanted to feed ch- children in Africa by saying that. Just for a few dollars. For a cup of coffee. We also do a poll every week. We do a Patreon poll. We do. And this is the one. This is a special poll. Still three choices. In third place, will we ever see another major console that is not Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft? 19%. Uh, in second place, movie slash TV properties that should not have it made into video games. Should not. And the feel-good winner, Ian. What about Pat slash Ian, do you value-appreciate the most on the CU We podcast? didn't discuss this. Ian, <clears throat> what do you appreciate about me the most or value about me most on the CU podcast? You're a go-getter. Why would you say that with such malice?
1: Uh, I, I, I mean, that, that, that is true. You're a go-getter. Uh, you, uh, you don't pussyfoot around. Uh, you will tackle the difficult uh, topics, uh, and you handle uh, <laughs> some of the shit that, that that my brain does not work so well with, such as um, certain uh, business dealings, business and calls, like and things about? like that. I don't like dealing
0: with business. I hate business. I hate business people. I hate. You mean them. you mean as, you mean in the purview of the podcast yeah. business, but not like actually on the podcast. Yeah. You think that, okay? Yeah, that's that's what I appreciate about you. You 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 get shit done. You get it done. I'm a shit getter doneer. You're a shit getter doneer. What about what about on the actual podcast itself? What do you appreciate? Anything that means? To, my hair, my my dimples, anything? Um, I appreciate that you don't eat on the podcast anymore. Well, intermittent fasting changed all that. Because uh, <laughs> I used to be starving. Are you still intermittent fasting? I've been doing it for a year and a half, and it's the greatest thing ever. Get rid of breakfast out there and try it, and go right to lunch. Go right to lunch. Well, I mean, don't go right to lunch, but you know, wait a few. <laughs> Just call your breakfast lunch. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Is that it? Wow! I almost got a minute out of you. Almost. I call it Menting Pat. Um,
1: I mean, I, I, I what do what I appreciate? I appreciate the fact that we have a good rapport. Uh, I mean, that's that's why we do the podcast in the first place, is you and I can play off each other fairly well, and we can spin normally small or pointless topics into something much larger. There's nothing pointless on the CU podcast, Ian. Uh, okay. Unnecessary. Yes. On it's the un- CU <laughs> podcast. <laughs> the it's not name. the
0: completely pointless podcast. It's not the CPP. All right. What? It was, it was my turn? It's your turn. What about Ian? Do I appreciate the most on the CU podcast? Uh. I don't understand why I had to get a little attitude before I'm, I'm about to be <laughs> sincere. I love that. I love that Ian is ornery. <laughs> I love that he's a curmudgeon at times. It, it makes for... Because uh, uh, I try to put on a happy face. You know, a lot of times I'm in a terrible mood. Not a lot of times, but sometimes I'm tired. But, you know, you have to be a little uplifting at times, you know, doing a podcast. I like that Ian, to me, is like a um, a small fire. A small fire. <laughs> Every podcast that starts, Ian's a small fire, and I could, like, throw soup through le- a few leaves at it. Mm-hmm. I can throw a little bit of lighter fluid. Mm-hmm. I can needle a little bit. But the, the fire, when it's controlled, it's very powerful because you can focus it on topics, and Ian gets fired. You got fired before um, on, on the the ninja topic. Yep. It comes out. You're like, brah. It's not as common as it used to be. No, um, it's definitely more uncommon. Ian, fire, um, uncommon but, fire, but it's like a coiled fire. Now, sometimes that's good though. You know, sometimes a fire gets thrown in my face, <laughs> and then I have to deal with the, with the singeing. They of, always of, tell of the you eyebrows. not to play with
1: lighter fluid; it can travel yes. right back up the stream and into your hands.
0: But but Ian is not controllable. No, which is good. Because the podcast to me works because to me it's very, it's like a symbiote, it's symbiotic. In that we feed off each other, but I don't think one of us is ever totally in control on the podcast. I appreciate that Pat holds the kite string and can kind of
1: bring the topic back down to reality sometimes, if need be. Uh, do
0: you fly away sometimes? I fly away all the e- time. E- e- well, speaking of the Quaker Oats thing, that was a good flyaway. That was, good fly away. That was but, a good flyaway. But
1: but someone still needs to hold on to the kite string. Structure. Someone you need to have the structure. Got to make me do the tricks of but the you, dives. But you can
0: go towards the sun though, and just you're going to fly towards the sun. I'm a stunt kite. You're a stunt kite. Yeah. Never own it. Come on, Dad. Sorry. I always wanted a stunt kite. Anyway. Okay. That's why I appreciate about Ian. And then Ian usually doesn't sugarcoat, um, which is good. I, I don't sugarcoat. I was, a, I was accused of sugarcoating at one point in the podcast. I think you told me, Ian. Or something like, I, you told me one time, i never forget this. You said someone accused you of doing my dirty work. You said it to me about four or five years ago. Hmm. And I was just like, I don't know. I say a lot of things that people come after me for. And I'm usually the one people come after you know, yeah, four or five uh, years ago, it was a little uh, different though, too. Well, when Ian was on the podcast and and PewDiePie was doing stupid, stupid things, I I got a ton of heat for that. So when I was doing honest.
1: stupid things,
0: but no, Ian doesn't do my dirty work. I, I get my own hands dirty. I think sometimes Ian uh, was, was funny is that when that f- the, the fire of Ian sometimes holds back when I least expect it. When I don't expect, I want it to go forward, and it kind of holds back. It's, you can't you can't you, you can't you can't predetermine what happens to the fire. I can't control it myself. Sometimes it goes off. Sometimes it fl- flames in my face. It's happened a <laughs> handful of times in the podcast, or Ian like wanted to punch me for some uh, reason. Um, but that's what I appreciate sure about it because otherwise it wouldn't work. I, I don't want to feel like I um, someone can't say something on the podcast. You know, some of the d- best times we on the podcast where me and Ian have are scrap. We scrap really on topics, and, and usually ninety nine percent of the time. It stays within the podcast. There's only been a small amount of times where, and unfortunately, bled out of the podcast. But most of the times, it stays, you know, at at this nice half half circle table. Yes, that I have here. So, all right, that's what I like about you. And sometimes he does goofy things like that, and I do goofy things. We also have a Q and A. We do Q and A, not as often as we used to. Oh, we don't do. Is, we still do. We don't
1: do as many topics. That's true because 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 uh, it's a weekly podcast. We've got one. Okay. We've got one. And it's from Dadass is my boss. The, 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 the Q, goat. The Q&A goat. The Q&A goat. For the 100th episode, I asked how the retro gaming community had changed since starting the podcast. For your 200th episode, I asked how the podcast has changed the both of you. Thanks for an amazing 200 episodes, gentlemen. I think this actually uh, dovetails it uh, from the previous topic uh, nicely. Um, I feel like the thing that has changed about me the most since we've started doing the podcast, and the podcast is partially responsible for it, is I am um, I am not quite the raging ball of emotion that I I, I used to be. Um, I am calmer uh, about a lot of topics and my headspace, uh, I, I I can't get. And I mentioned this in some way, shape, or form during the 100th podcast. I know I did, but it is something that this is. These are neat milestones for me to be able to look back on and see it. Um, I'm not as angry about things anymore. I'm not as angry about how movies look. I'm not as angry about how faithful things are to the source material. Um, and I do pull some punches uh, these days where I uh, might not have. Um, in the past, I still stand by things like saying that uh, PewDiePie had a sewage pump for a heart. But I, you know, I find myself not saying things like that as often as I could now. There was probably numerous uh, uh, opportunities for me to say something about our friend Tyler Blevins earlier today, and I didn't. I, I, I held well, it in. Well, you, you didn't.
0: You didn't use any hyperbole. You,
1: you... Yes, I use less hyperbole, um, and I'm just. I'm. I'm not as. I'm not as angry as I once was, um, and the podcast was is definitely the reason for it. Because especially since we moved weekly, I don't, I have to constantly look for topics and read up on topics, and we're constantly discussing things. And if I maintained that level of 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 anger um, or fire over everything, I'd be dead. I'd just be far too exhausted. Okay. Um. So I think that has definitely changed me. Well, that that was a podcast that did that, or are you just getting older? No, I think partially it's the podcast. Like I said, yeah. the, my reason for thinking it's partially the podcast is by having to deal with topics like this every week, I've realized right. that I can't, I can't devote that much of my headspace to that stuff as like like I used to. So, I, so I can't you, get as, I, so I, what you're I, saying is that I you, can't get worked up. I, it, it's unhealthy to get that worked up and because we're doing this so often i've learned to just take a step back and walk away sometimes just walk away
0: walk away you have your lives sorry doing humongous um so when you were saying you know uh the ninja turtles and how horrible it looked back whenever that was five six years ago um it looks fucking awful but if we covered that topic today we couldn't have that that F- that the Ian fire no and it wouldn't be remembered
1: either because there the, the fire just wouldn't be there. I'd be like this looks like shit it's not for me and I mean that's kind of where I'm at I yeah I don't have that fire so much anymore um I didn't even think about you know I, I don't I don't even really think about DC movies anymore there's barely well, a thought in my mind not many people do yes apparently apparently um, none of yeah. them do yeah. well
0: <laughs> well a couple have but okay um all right how how has it changed me? Um, it was important, I think. Remember, I, I quit my day job uh, in July 2012. Uh, I quit it was, it was killing me, and I had it's no- been a while. Wow! Now, oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> set up. Seven and a half years ago, I quit my job, uh, and I had it that job for six years. I had it and I had it after I moved out here for three years. I had no structure in my life after I quit that job. Um I was depressed. Um I was i basically recovered. I, I had a little bit money scrolled away, but not a huge amount to live off of. And and um, you know, I went on I, I got unemployment to help. While well, I was trying to just sort of focus and figure out, okay, do I do this YouTube thing? What do I do? Um so The idea to do the podcast when it came around, I was sort of like in my headspace again, didn't come until like the next spring where I was like starting to really feel like myself again because the job took a ton out of me mentally. Um, So the podcast in some way got me back on my feet in terms of having a, a, a structure to my life again and sort of reinvigorating me to try to do more. Because yeah, I was still doing after I quit my job. I was doing NES Punk videos and flea market manuses and things like that, but those weren't like regular. I was doing like one a month. Um, it wasn't structured. There was no there wasn't a structure. There wasn't a schedule, and I was still do- outputting them. Go back and I was doing. Them. I looked probably like I was half dead still. Because um, remember, I was doing. I was doing my, my, the the most prolific I ever was doing NES Punk videos was while I was working in New Jersey and here. Um, and so I, I needed something to sort of like Give me a shot in the arm And the podcast I think helped that e- Even if it was just something different That hey we did it every two weeks We'll meet and we'll do it We're, We didn't make any money off the podcast For a year and a half Yeah quite some time We didn't have sponsors for at least a year and a half Two years And the YouTube views did not shoot up I remember, I remember in particular The YouTube views did not shoot up for a year and a half They didn't start until like 2015 And I said that the you know, beginning of that year it's like, Okay people are starting to, to watch to watch this now I, I, and that was a, a full year before the comical Chameleon which was 2016 wow that was four years ago holy shit so it gave it gave me structure um, it also forced me to to sort of uh, diversify um, and, and realize that I, I could not just be a guy that does videos about, it, it and forced you to things.
1: realize what Master P says when he's talking about rap noodles Um you, uh, you need to get yourself some product
0: Yes it, the, the CU podcast was a product in some way That was formed Even though we didn't really make money off of it for a while Can I buy rap noodles yet Anyway I thought you were bringing it up on the screen That's why you had it in front of you But yeah it was a good way to diversify And if, and I, I said to people at the time And to this not. day That the, I would not be on YouTube Or have any sort of online presence still Potentially if the podcast wasn't a thing because the NES Punk videos and Flea Market Manus at the time were not... That wasn't getting it done. Right. It just wasn't. And even if we weren't making the the, the obviously any cash off of doing the podcast, they were simple to get out and, uh, you know, we have a talent for do it, doing it, obviously. Otherwise, people still wouldn't to do it. And it was a way to today. keep yourself going. Yeah. Keep myself busy until things started to align. Another... another uh, Get yourself some products occurred here and there. Right. You know. and You got yourself some products. Uh, got myself some products. I, I created some some products yeah uh there so that's how it sort of changed me and i think uh, i have calmed down over the years uh but it, i don't know if the, it's a podcast that did that but um versus just uh better mental health issues and taking care of myself and things like that but anyway so but uh thanks for thanks for the uh the goat q a there start small and build get you
1: some product if you want to be successful it's nothing like this new orleans flavor creamy <laughs> chicken and gumbo <laughs> You can cook it on the stove, or you can put it in the microwave. Hashtag ownership. Hashtag we all we got. Hashtag icon. Hashtag best so, of the best. Hashtag King Kong of
0: noodles? Hmm. Okay. So he he had a a great little, little pump me up little slogan, and then he went into shilling the noodles. Chef Boy RP.
1: I grew up on noodles. Now I created my own brand. <laughs> Tuesday tip. Think outside the box. Get you some product and expand your brand. We went from wrap snacks to wrap noodles. God is good. Nothing beats a failure but a try. Okay. Hashtag wrap noodles. And I still can't buy them. <clears throat> okay. And,
0: sorry. I'm very... Let, let, I, I want control to the fire this. right now. Yeah. I, the I, I want my fucking noodles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And last but not least, we did this at the 150th and the 100th. Episode. See you podcast memories hashtag memories and click on latest and you can go top down there or bottom up, whatever you want to go just bottom up I'm, go... uh, bottoms up. I'm, I'm pulling up Twitter now. Let's go down to, uh, let's see. See you podcast memories. And then I'm also going to bring up the Facebook there. So I'm going to go down to February. I'll start down at February 20. Let's see. What's the first one from this year, February 24, uh, 24th okay see your podcast memories Ian well, this is from a uh, Goomba gamer 103 what about option three what about a jumbo the jack? the
1: jumbo jack that's a recent <laughs> memory yes that's uh that's that's a big one barbecue Dan the man wanted Ian
0: stalker friend part three there is none
1: everyone loves to talk about the ranch dressing incident uh, you know <laughs> take it live it love it uh you hold what? on don't I, well I mean don't live it um, my man. All the old uh, game stores and tales from the game store. People like those. Um, the discovery of a happy conclusion to the NES SimCity saga. Uh, oh, that was good. That was, what, uh, a year and a half ago? Yeah. Oh, I, two and a half years ago. I do like uh, a lot of the topics we've done uh, with video game preservation. I like that that's become something we've decided to focus on. Um, you, skipped Sims, a, you skipped a lot, by the way. SimCity, in particular, was a...
0: Um, the feel-good story. Yeah, that was a really good one. That, I, that one was fantastic. And I somehow feel that was a mini turning point in more of the stuff getting preserved. I feel like the more people knew about that, was almost lost. I think that kicked some people in the butt behind the scenes. I, I, I That's just my feeling. Sure. It, it, I, there's less and less of these get-rich-by-creating uh, um, repro cards of prototypes. I think it's happening less than what had happened four or five years ago. Sure. I think so too. I think we're, I think we're coming around and there's more. Now
1: people know about it. And now that people know about it, opinion has, you know, started to gel and solidify. And, you know, at once there was, you know, when people didn't know so much about it, you, you, you know, there was no public opinion to sway these people who were charging money for this stuff.
0: Sure. You know, um, without, while holding on to it. Uh, I'm going to go back to the ones. It looks like you can skip. Um, I think you should do a little spot in the start of the podcast, how it came to be. We didn't do a spot on it, but basically, you know, basically, Ian and I's conversations at Luna Video Games, two locations. Um, turn into to the podcast.
1: Yeah, I basically okay. told Pat his um, three-hour-long uh, hangouts were boring, and we
0: decided to talk on well, camera. What were three-hour-long? I mean you know, the random ones I would do? Yes. But there was, a, there was a gap in between that and the podcast, though. Sure, and that anyway. was kind of like... You know,
1: I think we were talking. You were talking about doing those, and but you never suggested doing being a part of it though until I said, "Let's do it." Yeah, I said you should go back, and I said you should do a podcast, and okay. then you suggested me.
0: Oh, and that's aren't we happier, better for it? Um, Patch. This is from at M Fest Fest Express. Patch Charlotte Airport Bathroom Attendant Story. That son of a bitch. <laughs> Hey, you eighty-one year old out there! I'm still, I'm still. I know where you are. I know where, <laughs> I know where you work. Pat, Pat uh, a a a janitor at the airport.
1: Uh, the story was, if you did not hear it, uh, made fun of Pat's sneeze
0: when it was like eleven o'clock at night, and I was exhausted from like not sleeping for like thirty-four hours, or whatever it was, with cancellations, flights, everything. Yeah, I wanted to murder him. Um, this is from at Fat Rat 82. too. Uh, favorite sea of podcast memories includes your Atari VCS coverage, the collection of story, <laughs> and breaking down what's wrong with the weird world of sealed sealed game collecting. Uh, this is from at Down with OPC. Ian in general not knowing the Patreon URL in general you didn't do it on this podcast didn't know it today. Um, this is from at Subdiro. Uh, my sea of podcast memories is actually the fact that you and Ian the NES punk vids and the podcast got me into collecting all these old relics of my childhood, kicked me right in the field here's the 200 more gents with a little champagne glass clinking I'm sorry I always say this to people sorry that I'm responsible for you spending uh, money on 30 year old dusty uh, old media yeah I apologize to that uh, for that this is from that uh, Phil Tyler 80 see you podcast memories with with episode with numbers. episode numbers marked. I gotta reach out to you like you have us catalog better than I do yeah <laughs> <laughs> number 168 gamer girl bathwater number 173 the collectionist that was live from long island richard gaming expo number 155 vin diesel bro that was a tales from the game the collectionist was a li- yeah that was a tales from the game so the collectionist was a live one yes absolutely was um number 113 sees some genitalia wow that was, that was during my move because we recorded that i think at your place yep uh number 192 the jumbo jack kid it seems like it was so much longer ago Number 166, The Plumber's Unholy Musk in Pat's Bathroom. That was bad. Please don't remind me. I can now smell it again. Um, number 123, Venom Symbiote quake slash Quaker Oats uh, Man Rant. The Oats. That was an interesting rant. Fuck that guy. That, that was right after we moved in here. Hate and him. Number one, number 151, the, the CU Unsolved Mysteries. Yes, indeed. Was that with the intro and everything? Yeah, that I was believe great. so. Uh, this is from Matt Jester of Rona. Will you eventually, if time permits, want some rye? <laughs> Or at least do a bit of a throwback shout out to Danny Sullivan's the Heat. You know what, Danny? We haven't get Danny the attention. We don't we talk have. to
1: Danny about Danny anymore. Yeah. See,
0: the Danny
1: Sullivan. Uh, it wasn't. We didn't really try to force it. It was the Danny Sullivan thing was uh, at Pat's old condo, where we were set up. Uh, the eyeline for Pat to look at his NES games and see a title. Uh, Danny Sullivan's Indie Heat was just the one that he would catch when he glanced, so that's why it came up, and it made it easy. Uh, now that Pat is far away from his NES yeah, games he can't see anything, uh, and also we're not talking about NES stuff as much maybe as we used to.
0: Um, but it's right, it's, a, it's, a, it's the second row, third or fourth down, that's where it is though. So yes. That's where the D's are. So you're right. It would have been, like, right next to me. hmm And that's how Danny Sullivan started. The Legend of Danny started. And we had a t-shirt at one point that, that some people bought, which I still... I don't own any of the old t-shirts. I don't own any of our t-shirts. We've had, like, six now. We don't own a single one. Including the limited t-shirt. It just, it's
1: just out there. So, um, what's next here? How about an update on the. (laughs) Oh, this is an unfortunate acronym. How about an update on the Come Any console? The CU Mini console. The Come Any? The (laughs) Come Console. How about an
0: update on the Come Console? I I feel like that's some product that that we should have. That is some product that we should have. I feel like we should do that. If we could somehow do it in a legal way that we go without having pirated ROMs, that could be something funny. I feel like that's something that we can do. Maybe we can talk to our good friends at Retrobit. At, at SoCal uh, Gaming Expo, say, "Hey, let's do a CU Podcast branded console. It would probably sell. I, you know, it probably would. That you know what? You know how they did the Retrobit generations. They, they, yeah. they, they, we'll do one of those, except it'll be the CU Podcast. version. <laughs> what, we'll what
1: will be on it? Uh, Mappy Land. Yeah, we'll just get all our Danny, Danny Sullivan.
0: Clue Clue Land. Clue uh, Clue Land. All the games with land. Mappy all the games with land. All the Mappy Land. All the Mappy Land. Rolling Thunder We'll put on that Hasn't been anybody Who's have an Arcade Rolling Thunder On them. Um I want Fat to, uh, Want Fat I want Pat To finally fire up The joint he keeps Talking about I never Talk about having a joint I have the I have the jelly THC ring I should have did that Before the console Uh Brief review of Solar Jetman For the Yes this is, I'm going off Of Facebook right now <laughs> that, That's why That's why The quality's gone down Uh first Someone's new here uh, so, <laughs> first, first time listener First time caller um okay, uh what's next? Using the phrase wet pizza dope face really I forgot what topic that was. Really the Pokemon Plantum story as a whole, you're dealing with the with the USPS and airport bathroom attendants. Let me tell you something. I, I, I know where the I know where that attendant works, I don't know where he lives. Uh the post office in Point Loma and Ocean Beach can lick my taint. They are the worst. Worst individuals. Maybe there's a couple of good ones, but the vast majority are horrible. I'm so led with stamps.com so I podcast. I don't have to visit the post office anymore. I don't have to. I just drop them off at the uh, UPS store. It's fine.
1: My favorite um, podcast moment from the past uh hundred episodes is uh right now learning uh reading this headline uh hot pockets airs will face sentencing in US college admissions scandal. What the Hot Pockets heiress oh, will God. face sentencing in US college admissions oh, scandal. Oh that's trending
0: topic. I wish I could be a hot Hot Pockets Air. That'd be great. Yeah. Um this is from a uh Dan Greenberg, winter iron. Hey Dan. The discovery and happy inclusion oh you said that one time. Yeah. in the yeah. SimCity saga. Um Loved your covers of the Cleo Chameleon drama. There was a moment where I was generally excited for that console, but then it all fell apart. That was first hundred. Yeah, it's fine. I now view every attempt at a retro-catching console with extreme skepticism. I'm glad you have skepticism, because you should. Yes. For whatever 40-year-old video game IP that no one cares about, new console, have skepticism. Wait for it to come out before you buy it. Yes. Before you put money down, at least. Um... The strange family that told that, that Ian told us about that came into his job. Have they come back? No, they have not come back. Um, all the, the game store tales, everyone loves them, of course. My man, of course. Uh, the amazing tales in the game store about this, the sword guy and past comment along the lines of this isn't an RPG weapon shop. I probably did. Say
1: no that. one has sold tried to sell me a sword or any other weapon uh, in
0: in the past year, couple of years. Bring up your worst Christmas gift again. Also, little bitch lol little bitch was early that was like that was very first early. year yep wow uh Ian dominating the patreon worldwide web address each and every week well maybe not this week happy to give you guys money in exchange for services i dropped the title to patreon again this week unfortunately <laughs> and the last one hands down favorite podcast went two tour is ranch dressing of course. And I will close it by also saying that Dick
1: Pound is also trending currently because that is the name of someone that is uh, the name what? of an uh, IOC member. Uh, his name is Dick Pound.
0: Dick Pound. Okay. Get down with Dick Pound. Dick down. IOC member Dick Pound says Tokyo Olympic organizers have until late May to see if the virus is under control. If not, you're probably looking at a cancellation you going to cancel the Olympics? It's fine. No one cares. Nobody, no, what do you mean no one cares? Two days ago, was the, uh, three days ago was the fourth anniversary of the Miracle on Ice.
1: No oh, yeah, cares. that's right.
0: The Miracle on Ice was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Literally. The biggest sports event of the 20th century for us. Pretty cool. Um, they, 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 they can move it. They wouldn't cancel the Olympics. That, that's, that seems to me to just get your shit together just in case, because we're all coming here. Um, cancel. Can't cancel the Olympics. That'd be nuts. Move it somewhere else. Try to get in L.A. in 2020. Are there any other CU Podcast memories of the past 100? No. No, not that I'm aware of. They went so fast. Well, we did 52 in the past year. Yeah. So the 150th was like January of last year. Um, and then the 100th before that was two. So the 100th was three years ago. So speedy. 2017. Huh? So speedy. Well, we'd be at, if, if these were every week, Ian, we'd, we'd be at, let's see, Pat Math. Uh, six and a half years. Let's see. 300-something. Uh, let's see. Six and a half years. So we'll just say 6.5 times 52. We'll be at 338, roughly. Jeez right now. Jeez That's wild. It's too many. Think we're going to get to 338? What is that? that that'd be uh, two and a half years from now? I think we can get to 252. 252, one yeah. more year? Yeah. We'll, we'll promise one more year? We'll see where we're well, we'll, so If we sell the enamel pins, it's, it's going go uh, to go on forever until the enamel pins are gone. The length of time that we will continue to
1: do this is solely based upon how many enamel yes. pins we have. Which is good, because
0: then if you hate us, buy them all out, and then we're done forever. Right. right. Hair. Give us money. But uh, then don't give leave. us money. and we'll Give us money to leave. Give us money to leave. Pay, pay-, pay us to leave. That should be a Patreon goal. Pay us us money to leave. Pay us money and we'll not not do the podcast ever again. Put your money where your mouth is. There you go. There it is. You don't like us? You know? You don't don't like Ian's uh, curmudgeoniness. You don't like Pat's? I don't like it sometimes. I I don't. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, That's it. 200th City Podcast. Oh, the one other thing that we're going to learn that I didn't talk about that I learned myself is that um, I care less and less about Opinions uh, about people on the internet. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, how many times can can you go after me before I was like, okay, uh, I don't care what you have to say. You can, you know, uh, you can call me a call me an idiot and call me a fraud. And I mean, it's like it has been made clear care.
1: that there are a lot of people who think about me a lot more than I think about them, and that's
0: yeah. You don't you don't even see the comments. You don't usually wait until the comments that much. Not anymore. anymore. Nope. But even but uh, even just in general, though, it's just like I don't fucking care what you think. And that's how the podcast works. You know. Alright. Do your 50 minute video on me. It doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm not going to lose sleep. You know why? Feels.com says so see your podcast. CBD. and C- uh, CBD it. The more, the more you yell at me, I'll just another extra drop of CBD C- and I'm fine. CBD. CBD. They like Scooby. CBD. They did the other form. Of, of the plan Ian yeah. on that, Scooby Snacks I used to do a pretty good Shaggy I can't anymore oh well alright that's it for the podcast go to dot movie.com or the Blu-ray or, or also there you can get the, the limited shirt you get the enamel pin Ian and I are going to be at SoCal Gaming Expo that's right it's coming up I'm looking forward to that that's actually. what March 23rd to 25th am I getting that right 27th to 28th March and the March, I'll be at Midwest Gaming Classic. I'm going to see all my pals there. All your pals. And new ones. Uh, Midwest Gaming Classic, April 3rd through 5th. I'll be there. And again, I'll be at PAX East this weekend in the freezing freaking cold. And this Friday night, the 28th at 8 p.m. The Bobcat Theater is going to be showing the Not to Resale video game store documentary. Come on out. Say hi to me. Don't give me a coronavirus and we'll all be fine there. Uh, there. So that's Ian Ferguson. It's me. I'm Pat. That's Pat. Yep, that's Pat right right there. there. And maybe we'll see you for another 200 episodes, maybe. 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 Maybe not. Maybe some.